Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today I'm so excited because it is our set review for the newest set for the Digimon card game, BT8 New Awakening. We are going to be taking a look at the new mechanics and the new cards coming in this set. As always, our set review is going to be split into two parts and today we will be discussing the new mechanics in the set and then the new red, blue, and yellow cards. I'm so excited because this set has some of my favorite Digimon and some really cool mechanics, so I can't wait to get into it. But first, to celebrate the release of the new set, BT8 New Awakening, I will be live streaming a booster box opening. I'll be opening up a box of BT8 boosters live at twitch.tv slash EFMG on Friday, May 13th at 7.30 p.m. EST. That's Saturday, May 14th at 9.30am for AEST for my Oceania listeners. We'll be taking a look at the new cards, we're going to be talking everything Digimon, we'll chase that alternate art Imperial Drummond Paladin mode, and I will be giving away the contents of a randomly chosen booster pack to one lucky viewer. It is bound to be a great time, so make sure that you're tuned in to twitch.tv slash EFMG on Friday, May 13th, 7.30pm EST, which is Saturday, May 14th, AEST 9:30 a.m. Hope to see you all there. Now for our main topic, the new set BT8 New Awakening is here for some people around the world and right around the corner for everywhere else. And it is so exciting. This set is based on the second season of the Digimon anime, Digimon Adventure 02. And it has so many cool things. It's got armor Digimon. It's got DNA Digivolution. There's multicolor Digimon. Everything is happening in this set. It's really, really exciting. So we're going to get into our set review here. The first thing that we need to do with a new set is talk about the new mechanics and Man, do we have a lot of new mechanics in this set. We've got new kinds of Digivolution. We have a new keyword. We've got new color combinations. So before we start talking about the new cards in the set, let's take a look at the new mechanics and make sure that we understand them so that we can correctly assess the new cards and how strong they actually are. So first up, one of the themes of the new set, New Awakening, is multicolor. Long-time listeners of the show are going to know how excited I am by that. I love mixing colors together. And we have had multicolored Digimon in the past, but those Digimon worked a little differently. The Digimon, they would be one color, and then they would have text in their text box that said, this Digimon is also treated as another color. The downside to that is those Digimon were only treated as multiple colors while they were in play. But new multicolor actually works a bit differently. The card Physically, you look at it, it's split into with one color on one side and another color on the other side, and it counts as both colors in all zones. Security, your hand, your deck on the field. That opens up some cool things that you could do with search cards, for example. Not only that, but in addition to multicolor Digimon, we now have multicolor tamers and multicolor options. Multicolor tamers are cool because among other things, they let you use option cards of either color, which can be really useful for diversifying your deck. And their multicolor option cards are really cool as well because they tend to be really powerful effects, but they also come with a catch. With normal option cards, you have to have a tamer or 
of the same color in play or a Digimon of the same color in play or in your raising area in order to use it by game rules. With multicolor options, you need to match both of the options' colors. So if I wanted to play looking at the cards Dark Gaia Force, which is a new option card that is black and red, not only do I need a black tamer or a black Digimon in play, I also need a red tamer or a red Digimon in play. So we can see color is going to be very important in this set. We've got lots of multicolor cards, as well as cards that either care about you having multicolor Digimon, they care about how many colors of Digimon you have, or they want specific color Digimon. I think this is a really cool design space, especially because multicolor Digimon really open up our deck building choices. So I am very excited about this. The set is also introducing us to two new kinds of Digivolution. The first kind is known in the rules as special Digivolution. So certain Digimon in this set are going to have a line of white text in their text box on a black background, and it will be at the top of their text box. For example, Flame Drummon has text that reads Digivolve 2 from Vmon. So in addition to the regular Digivolution requirements we know about, which is in that colored circle at the top of the card, Digimon with this text can Digivolve from the specified card for the specified cost. And usually this is going to be cheaper than Digivolving into the card for its regular cost, and it allows you to ignore the usual color and level requirements. For example, if I have Flame Drummon, which usually only Digivolves from red level threes for a cost of three, it can Digivolve into a blue Vmon for just two, so long as that Vmon is specifically called Vmon. So these are treated like regular Digivolution. You still draw a card when you Digivolve with special Digivolution requirements. You still get when Digivolving effects, and you can Digivolve this way in your raising area as well. These cards are very strong, and they often have very thematic Digivolutions, and they give you a whole sort of new consideration when deck building that I think is going to be very interesting for those people who like that part of the game. And the second new kind of Digivolution is DNA Digivolution, or if you're from Japan, Jogress. Like special Digivolution, a DNA Digivolution requirement is listed on the main body of the card on a black background. It will have the words DNA Digivolution followed by a cost and two color and level requirements. For example, looking at Sylphimon from this set, it says DNA Digivolution 0 from red level 4 plus yellow level 4. You can elect to Digivolve these Digimon regularly as well, but if you choose to use DNA Digivolution, you take the Digimon on your field specified first, in Sylphimon's case, you're a red level 7. You stack it and all of its sources on top of the Digimon specified second, in this case a yellow level 4. And then you don't change the order of the sources, and then you place your new Digimon, your Sylphimon, on top. So for this Sylphimon, I pay zero memory, I take my red level 4 and its sources, place it on top of my yellow level 4 and its sources, and then place my Sylphimon on top of the combined stack. And if it was, un if it was suspended, I unsuspend it. DNA Digivolution Digimon frequently have extra effects for using DNA Digivolution, and of course you can create a huge stack with a lot of inheritables. Like Special Digivolution, DNA Digivolution draws you a card and it triggers when Digivolving effects. Plus, DNA Digimon, DNA Digivolution Digimon unsuspend which they, when they Digivolve, which I said, which can be a game changer, get those extra attacks in. The final new mechanic that we need to talk about is Armor Purge. Armor Purge is a new game keyword that reads as follows. Armor Purge. When this Digimon would be deleted, you may trash the top card of this Digimon to prevent that deletion. 
Now, this is replicating that kind of thing in Digimon media where a Digimon takes a lot of damage in battle and then it de-digivolves down to an earlier stage. Armor Purge sets you back one or more Digivolution stages, but it keeps the body around. So it's going to be very hard for your opponents to actually deprive you of your Digimon and remove them entirely. Plus, you then get the chance to Digivolve into a different Digimon in your hand. So Armor Purge is going to be a very powerful new ability. Alrighty, now we know all the new effects that we're going to be seeing in the set. It is almost time to take a look at the new cards, but first, we have a few caveats before we get into it. Firstly, the multicolor cards in the set kind of made it a bit difficult to organize this review into our usual color categories. I've settled on placing multicolor cards with the color that appears first on the card, because that seems to be the way that Bandai has organized the cards as well, so it made the most sense to me. As we go through a given color category, I will specifically mention when a card is more than one color. So if I don't mention it, you know it's just whatever color the category that we're in happens to be. Secondly, I won't be covering every new card in these set reviews. There's just too many new cards to cover, and not all of them are worth going into that much detail about, because there's only so many interesting things that you can say about another effectless level 3. I'm just going to be covering the cards that I think will be impactful or interesting to talk about, so my apologies if I skip your new favourite card. Finally, although I do try to back up what I say here with research, ultimately these opinions are going to be my own, and it's totally okay to have a different opinion than me about a card. You might hate a card that I absolutely love, or you think a card is awesome and I say I don't think it's very good. That's okay. It would be a very boring game if everybody liked the same cards, because with them we would just play the same decks. So, take this with a grain of salt. Remember it's okay to have a different opinion. Please don't at me about this. Alright, we are going to start off with the new red cards. First up, we have red's new level 2, Gurimon. This is, is a level 2. It says, when attacking once per turn, if this Digimon has 6,000 DP or more, draw one. So, R Red's new level 2, this is a great tool for Red decks. This is some actual consistent card draw for Red that's not based around playing Greymons. There's very little reason not to play this, at least as your fifth Digi-Egg, unless you have a very focused Digi-Egg deck. I think there's not much to say about it, it's just a really solid card, and it's kind of like, it feels a little bit like Red's... Ubermon to me. Like, it just draws cards. There's very little reason in a lot of decks not to play this unless, as I said, you're very focused around another strategy. Next up, the level 3s. First, we have Gammon. This costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve. It has 2000 DP. It has main, your turn, once per turn, when you play a red tamer, draw 1. And then its inheritable effect reads, when attacking, if this Digimon has 6000 DP or more, Destroy one of your opponent's Digimon with 3,000 DP or less. Now, Gammon seems like a great inclusion in any red deck that plans to play a lot of Tamers. If you can, you can replace your Tamers in hand, and then if you do decide to Digivolve over Gammon, you get to delete opposing level threes basically on attacking. Gammon seems like a, a solid tech include in a lot of decks, and it's kind of nice to see cards like that being printed, cards that are flexible enough to slot into multiple strategies rather than being locked into a single archetype. It's really cool to see. Next we have Hawkmon, 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve from either a red or a yellow level 2 and 2000 DP. And then it has on play, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add one 2 color red card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Now Hawkmon acts as a search card for these new multicolor strategies. It doesn't take 
search for a lot of cards, just four, and then you can only take one of them. But for consistency's sake, if you're playing multicolor, I would consider including Hawkmon just to help you find your pieces. Keep in mind when playing Hawkmon, it can't add multicolor cards of the old style to your hand. That is cards with that text that said they're treated as being another color. Those cards are only multicolors on the field. Also note, Hawkmon is one of a series of level 3 Digimon introduced in this set that Digivolve from multiple colors. So Hawkmon not only slots into your red multicolor decks, but it goes into your yellow multicolor decks as well and still allows you to get a Digivolution in your raising area, which is really cool. Moving on to the level 4s now. First up, we have Aquilamon. 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve from either red or yellow, and 4,000 DP. It has when you would play this card from your hand, reduce its play cost by one if you have a yellow Digimon in play, and then the inheritable effect reads, when attacking, if you have a yellow Digimon in play, you may delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. Aquilamon feels like it's really going to be fairly good in limited format, sealed and draft, provided you have enough yellow cards. Playing a level 4 for 3 memory straight to the field is really good value, and then Aquilamon has 4000 DP and an inheritable effect as well, which is pretty reasonable. That inheritable can delete your opponent's level 4s as well as their level 3s. I'd like this card. I think I would like it better if it was an on-play effect rather than an inheritable, so you could get some immediate value from playing it for cheap from your hand. But overall, I think it's an interesting design and will especially do some work in sealed format. Next, we have one of my favorite Digimon of all time, Flamedramon. This costs 5 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 5,000 DP. It is red and blue. And it reads, main, Digivolve 2 from Vmon, Armor Purge, when this Digimon would be deleted, you may trash the top card of this Digimon to prevent that deletion. When attacking, this Digimon gets plus 3000 DP for the turn. So this is an exciting card. Flamedramon is showing off a few of the new mechanics from the set. It's multicolor, it has special Digivolution text, giving it an alternative cost to Digivolve from Vmon, and it has the Armor Purge keyword. There's just a lot going on here. To take it from the start, although Flamedramon usually costs 3 to Digivolve from a red Digimon, it can Digivolve from cards specifically named Vmon for just 2 memory, which is going to be a much better rate. Then Flamedramon also has Armor Purge, preventing it from deletion at the cost of going back a Digivolution step, and then it attacks at 8000 DP thanks to its when attacking effect, so it can attack over most other level 4s and even some 5s. Overall, Flamedramon does solid work in terms of raw power, and in an Armor Purge deck, this is going to be one of your main sort of attacking Digimon. Next, we have Betel Gammon. This is a level 4 that costs 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, has 6000 DP, and it has, when Digivolving, Blitz. I don't know that Blitz on a level 4 with 6000 DP is necessarily good, but it does mean that you're digivolving up and attacking fairly quickly. If you can give Betel Gammon a power boost somehow so it has a better chance of surviving the attack, or maybe a when attacking inheritable that you want to activate as soon as possible, like Gammon from this set for instance, or Shoutmon BT6, you want to draw some cards, then it might be a good choice. This is an interesting card, but I think it's going to do more work in limited formats than constructed, but time will tell as we get more sort of Gammon support cards. Moving on to the level 5s, first is Sylphimon. Costs 8 to play, 4 to Digivolve from either red or yellow, 8000 DP. It is red and yellow in colour, and it has DNA Digivolution, 0 from red level 4 plus yellow level 4. When Digivolving, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 5000 DP for the turn, 
Then, when DNA Digivolving delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. And then its inheritable effect is, when attacking, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. Sylphimon has the potential to be really strong removal. It can outright delete a level 4 Digimon in most cases, just by Digivolving. And then if you manage to DNA Digivolve it, which costs you zero memory, you just have to have the requisite sources. Then it can delete something of up to 10,000 DP or lower, which is a huge range for a level 5 when Digivolving effect. And then, once you Digivolve over your Sylphimon, its inheritable can keep deleting Digimon. It's expensive to Digivolve regularly, but I think it's going to make up for that in a lot of cases when you DNA Digivolve, or just when you get to remove a Digimon. Next we have Master Tyrannomon. This is a level 5 that costs 8 to play, 4 to Digivolve from, either red or green. Has 8,000 DP. It is red and green. And it says, main, your turn, all of your Digimon with Tyrannomon in their names gain security attack plus one, and its inheritable effect reads security attack plus one. Finally, the missing piece for Tyrannomon Tribal, being red and green and then Digivolving from either red or green, Master Tyrannomon bridges the gap between your red and green Tyrannomon Digivolution lines, allowing both of them to get up to that Rust Tyrannomon at level six. While it's on the field, it's also giving an extra security attack to all of your Tyrannomon, and with just a bit of luck, you should be doing some serious damage once you stick Master Tyrannomon to the field. It's a win condition, it's tech that helps bring your deck together across two colours. This is an exciting card for Tyrannomon fans. Next we have Marsmon. This costs 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP, and it says, Your turn. This Digimon can also attack your opponent's unsuspended Digimon. Marsmon is poised to be pretty strong in sealed and draft formats. It's on the cheaper side for level 6 Digivolutions, and it requires no other cards to work, and then it can remove opposing Digimon very easily. If you can find a way to boost Marsmon's DP, you're really going to be in business. I wouldn't use this card in a constructed format, because your level 6 slots tend to be dedicated to your win condition Digimon, and then Marsmon doesn't do enough to be a win condition by itself, but you should always be happy when you find one of these in your limited format boosters. Next up is Zuchaomon. This is a level 6, and it costs... 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve, has 13,000 DP, and it says, when Digivolving, your opponent chooses one of their Digimon. Delete all Digimon other than this Digimon and your opponent's chosen Digimon. For each Digimon deleted by this effect, gain one memory. And then your turn, when, it, when an opponent's Digimon is deleted, this Digimon gains security attack plus one for the turn for each of your opponent's Digimon deleted. Against the right strategy, Zhu Xiaobon can do serious work. If your opponent plans to go wide, then it is not outside the realm of possibility for Zhu Xiaomon to cost two or even one memory. Hell, on the odd occasion, it might even be free or it may even gain you memory. That's heading into kind of magical territory, but it could happen. And then Zhu Xiaomon can follow up on that turn with a huge swing into security, hitting for three four, or even five checks, all at a respectable 13,000 DP. Of course, this is entirely dependent on what your opponent is doing. They get to keep their best Digimon, they can still use Armor Purge, Decoy, or other effects to prevent deletion, and if they only have one or two Digimon, this effect does next to nothing. And not only that, but you have to delete your own Digimon to make Zhu Xiaomon work. You could commit to just one Zhu Xiaomon stack so that the effect doesn't hurt you too much, 
or you could choose to go wide yourself to gain a lot of memory off of your Zhushaomon, although it won't gain you any extra checks to delete your own Digimon. I think this is a really interesting Digimon, and it presents a neat puzzle in terms of how best to utilize it. Just keep in mind that clearing your opponent's board multiple times may be really frustrating for them, so be careful if you're going to bring this to your casual Digimon Knight. Next we have the option cards. First up is Fire Rocket. It costs one to play and it says, while you have a Digimon with armor form in its traits in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. And then one of your two Digimon with two or more colors gains security attack plus one for the turn. Then its security effect reads, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with blocker. This feels like a neat little tech option to play. At one memory, you can always elect to play it on your turn. Currently, all Digimon with armor form have one or two more colors, so it should be fairly easy to access this card's main effect. It doesn't add any DP, unfortunately, but sometimes that extra check is just going to be exactly what you need to take a win or put the pressure on. The security effect of this isn't going to be active all that often in the current meta, but there are still some key cards with blocker that this can help to keep under control. Overall, I would say this is a cool card, but not necessarily a groundbreaking one, nor is it an automatic include, although the color flexibility is nice, and if you're planning to go all in on armor cards, I would definitely elect to put this in, because remember that extra security check will stay even after armor purge activates, so you're pretty much guaranteed to get two checks off an attacking armor Digimon. Next we have Top Gun. This is an option card, it costs 3 to play, although you do have to hum Danger Zone under your breath whenever you play it. And it does say main, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 4000 DP or less. If you have a Digimon in play with 2 or more colors, or with 2 or more colors in one of its Digivolution cards, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 7000 DP or less instead. This is a neat choice in limited formats where it's going to be pretty consistent removal. However, in constructed formats, like most removal options that we see in red that aren't Gaia Force, it just doesn't do enough to justify the card space versus playing another Digimon or another Tamer, which is a shame because, as I said, it does give you that fantastic excuse to sing Danger Zone at your table. Next, we have Crimson Blaze, a six-to-play option which says reduce the memory cost of this card in your hand by one for each Digimon your opponent has in play, and then delete all of your opponent's Digimon with 6,000 DP or less. Your opponent can't play Digimon by effects until the end of your opponent's next turn. Rookie Rush, eat your heart out. Like Zushaomon, if your opponent is going wide, then Crimson Blaze is going to be a fantastic option card, deleting their board for very cheap or potentially even for free. I also wouldn't discount the second part of that effect. Decks like Purple Loop thrive on playing free Digimon through effects, and Crimson Blaze just turns that capability off for a turn, which is a really interesting use and one I am going to be experimenting with personally. Lastly, we have the new Red Tamers. First is Yole Inoi which is a three-cost tamer, and it says, start of your main phase, if you have a red Digimon in play, gain one memory, and then your turn, when one of your Digimon with two or more colors attacks, you may suspend this tamer to delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 3,000 DP or less. Yoli is nice incidental deletion. It keeps your opponent's sort of tech level threes off of the board when you're playing a multicolor strategy. And then it's also one of the few ways that we actually have in red to gain more memory beyond just a memory tamer setting you to three. Yoli isn't setting the world on fire, but that extra memory could be nice in the right deck. Finally, we have Hero 
Amanokawa Buah. I messed that one up. But anyway, it is a tame art. It costs four to play. Look, we're doing this live. It's a big recording. We can't get them all perfect. At the start of your turn, if you have two memory or less, you set your memory to three. And then your turn, when you attack with a Digimon that has Gammon in its name or is level five or higher, you may suspend this tamer to have one of your Digimon get plus 2,000 DP for the turn. Finally, we have another red memory tamer option in addition to Taikamiya and Marcus. Hero buffs the DP of your level 5 and higher Digimon and plus 2000 DP is a significant boost. What's more, Hero doesn't care what you're attacking, so you can use that extra DP either to survive a security check or to attack over an opposing Digimon. I think Hero is really versatile and very useful and it could see play as like a one or two of in some red decks, I think. Moving on now to the new blue cards. First up, we have blue's new level 2, Hiarimon. This inheritable reads all turns while your opponent has no Digimon with Digivolution cards. This Digimon gets plus 1000 DP. Hiarimon is honestly a bit underwhelming. It's kind of designed to work with source removal strategies, but those strategies already have access to better Digi-Eggs. Kiaramon and Upamon are both available options that are going to draw you cards and will just be far more useful to a blue deck than a very conditional plus 1000 DP. Bit disappointing. But next up we have Patamon, which is the first of our new blue level 3s. It costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve from either blue or yellow. It has 3000 DP and its inheritable reads end of your turn. You may DNA Digivolve this Digimon and one of your other Digimon in play into a Digimon card in your hand by paying its DNA Digivolve cost. Patamon has a very interesting effect that plays around with the new DNA Digivolution mechanic. The way it works is, at the end of your turn, even though your turn has now passed, you can perform a DNA Digivolution. There are a couple of caveats here. First, Patamon's effect doesn't allow you to ignore requirements, so you still need the Digimon with this inheritable and another Digimon to match the requirements listed on the card in hand that you are DNA Digivolving into. Still, the ability to pass the turn and still activate a DNA Digivolution is going to be strong. For instance, if Patamon's the only Digimon you have on the field, or if the Digimon above Patamon is the only Digimon you can have on the field, you can hard play another Digimon that matches the requirements on a card in your hand, pass the turn to your opponent, and then immediately DNA Digivolve with this effect using that Digimon you just played. This is an effect that may be difficult to fully take advantage of, and I imagine in some cases this is probably going to be your 51st card that will get cut in a lot of decks, but it could definitely be really fun to play around with. Next we have a new Vmon, a level 3 that costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve from blue or green, and has 2000 DP. It has on play, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add one 2 color blue card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Like Hawkmon, this is another multicolor searcher, and I like that these can find any kind of card, not just Digimon. So this is going to be very helpful in blue-green decks, which as we will see, have not just multicolor Digimon, but multicolor options and tamers as well. This should hit fairly often with Blue Green's large multicolor pool, plus, it fits in both decks with a green Digi-Egg base and decks with a blue Digi-Egg base, making it very versatile. Plus, it's a Vmon, which has a lot of support already. All in all, solid card. Moving on to the level 4s now, first we have Submarimon. It costs 4 to play, 3 to Digivolve from blue has 4000 DP, it is blue and yellow, and it reads, 
Digivolve 2 from Armadillomon. Armor Purge. When Digivolving, trash the bottom Digivolution card of one of your opponent's Digimon. Then, one of your opponent's Digimon with no Digivolution cards gets minus 3,000 DP for the turn. Armor Purge is a great ability, and if you are going all in on Armor Digivolution, Submarimon isn't a bad choice. Potentially, it can delete a pesky rookie with its when Digivolving effect, but it is going to be a touch on the expensive side. Also, it digivolves for cheaper from Armadillomon, and there just aren't that many Armadillomon represented in the game at the moment. In fact, I think there's only three. One of them is in this set as another version of that searcher like Vmon and Hawkmon, and the other two are just vanilla, so not that interesting or powerful as of yet. But like most Armor Purge cards, this is going to be pretty good in Sealed. Next up, we have Angemon. This is a level 4, it costs 5 to play, 3 to digivolve from either blue or yellow, has 6,000 DP. It is blue and yellow, and then it reads, your turn, when this Digimon would digivolve if you have 3 or fewer security cards, recovery plus 1. And then Inheritable says, when attacking, if you have 3 or more security cards, return one of your opponent's level 3 Digimon to its owner's hand. Having access to on-demand recovery at level 4 is pretty nice, especially since you can have it in blue thanks to Angemon being multicolor. And then if you do happen to Digivolve into Angemon before you need its recovery, its Inheritable, once you Digivolve over it, is going to let you remove those problem level 3s and really set your opponent back. Combined with solid stats at 6000 DP, I think Angemon is just a solid tech card that's going to slot into a lot of decks. Next, we have Hulsamon. 5 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 5,000 DP. It is blue and red, and it reads, Digivolve 2 from Hawkmon. Armor Purge, and when attacking, delete one of your opponent's level 3 Digimon. Again, if you're going all in on Armor Purge, Hulsamon could be a good choice. It's mostly going to be useful in Limited as a removal card, because we only have two Hawkmon currently in the game. One of them is the Searcher from this set, and the other one is a Vanilla card. Or if you're building a blue-red multicolor deck, if you need all the options you can get at level 4 to mix your two colors, you can go for Hulsamon. I love this set. I love this card because it's fun, but not because it's actually any good, because I don't think it is, sadly. Moving on to the level 5s now. First up, we have Captain Hookmon. 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP, and it reads, All turns, when your opponent plays a level 5 or higher Digimon, gain one memory and draw one. This is another techable card. Captain Hookmon is going to punish those decks that want to play level 5 or higher Digimon for free or for cheap. Your Luceimon Chaos Mode decks, anything involving a Cerberus Mon loop, for instance. Captain Hookmon doesn't go into every deck, but if you find yourself consistently having issues with purple shenanigans, at your locals, I would definitely consider throwing one or two of these into your deck. Next we have Frozomon. This costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP, it has Blocker, it has your turn while your opponent has a Digimon with a Digivolution card in play, this Digimon can't attack, and then its Inheritable reads, all turns, once per turn, when a Digivolution card of an opponent's Digimon is trashed, return one of your opponent's level 3 Digimon to its owner's hand. This is going to be Highly desirable in sealed and draft formats because it's one of the only blockers in the set, but outside of that, its inheritable effect could be useful in a deck that wants you to repeatedly trash your opponent's sources, but I can't help but feel that we just have better level 5s for that. Majiramon unsuspends your Digimon when it ha your opponent has no sources. Chris Paledramon and Wegarurumon give security attack plus 1. I think there's just 
No room for Frozomon in Constructed, sadly. Moving on to the level 6s now, first we have Frost Velgmon. It costs 11 to play, 4 to Digivolve, has 12,000 DP, and it reads, When Digivolving, trash the top Digivolution card of one of your opponent's Digimon, then return one of your opponent's Digimon with no Digivolution cards to its owner's hand, and then opponent's turn, all of your opponent's Digimon gain when attacking, trash the bottom Digivolution card of this Digimon. Frost Velgmon can remove an opponent's Digimon for the turn, and it makes it very unpleasant for your opponent to attack you because they're just going to be hurting themselves. But, and this is a big but, we already have great level 6s for our source trashing strategy. Azulongmon BT6, Hexablaumon, both of these exist. They're both kind of stronger than Frost Velgmon. It's a niche choice, and you're going to get hipster points for it from me, but I don't know that it's actually better than either of those options. But it is cool that we continue to see alternatives for popular strategies so you can put your own spin on them. Next we have Imperial Dramon Fighter Mode. This costs 12 to play, 5 to Digivolve from blue or green. It has 13,000 DP. It is blue and green, and it reads... Digivolve 2 if name contains dragon mode. So it costs 2 to Digivolve over a Digimon with dragon mode in its name. It has when Digivolving return one of your opponent's Digimon with 10,000 DP or less to their owner's hands. And then when attacking once per turn. If a blue card is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, unsuspend one of your Digimon. If a green card is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. Imperial Digimon is back! Ah oh, yes, if you can't tell, I am very excited about this. Imperial Dramon's been one of my favourite decks since all the way back in Special Booster version 1.5 Toast, so seeing it revitalised with this latest set really gives me a buzz. Imperial Dramon can be quite expensive, this one, to Digivolve regularly fighter mode, but it will bounce one of your opponent's level 5 or lower Digimon, potentially even a weak level 6, and then if you Digivolve on top of your Imperial Dramon Dragon mode, this is going to cost just 2, which is a much better rate. The when attacking effect is going to be very powerful. You attack into your opponent's security, unsuspend your fighter mode, suspend one of their Digimon, then attack again. Either you get two security checks, or you take out their now suspended Digimon with fighter mode's respectable 13,000 DP. This card is going to get much better with the blue and green Imperial Digimon starter deck that is coming alongside the release of BT-8. But even without those cards, fighter mode's going to do some work for you in an Imperial Digimon deck. All of your cards that care if your Digimon has Imperial Dramon in its name also work for fighter mode. So you have Stingmon EX01 from the Classic Collection giving it piercing so that you can make the most of that second swing into your opponent's suspended Digimon. Pyildramon EX01 is going to make it unblockable. Keep in mind, however, this card doesn't necessarily pair partner well with the original Pyildramon from BT3, which gives it the inheritable when attacking once per turn. If this Digimon has Imperial Dramon in its name, unsuspend it. Because that's not an optional ability and Fighter Mode's effect isn't an optional ability, both are going to trigger on the same attack, so you can't use one effect to unsuspend Fighter Mode once and then the other to unsuspend it a second time. You need a second blue Digimon, or a second Digimon in play to take full advantage of both of those if you're going to use Pyildramon BT3, just be aware. Still, with the new Imperial Dramon support cards that are coming in Starter Deck 9, Fighter Mode is going to be very powerful and it's very exciting to see it finally introduced into the set because this is a fan favourite Digimon. Moving into the options now, first up we have Innocence Blizzard. This costs 3 to play and it says Main, trash the bottom Digivolution card of all of your opponent's Digimon, then 
up to three of your opponent's Digimon with no Digivolution cards, card attack or block until the end of your opponent's next turn. This option card is pretty strong in sealed formats, like your pre-release. It stops your opponent if they've gone wide, and then it can sometimes turn off their armor purge abilities by removing their source so that they've got nothing to purge into. This feels kind of like a more fair ice wall. It slows your opponents down for a reasonable memory cost, and it does require some setup. If you're trashing sources, I would really consider this card as a one or two of, especially because its effect activates from security, making it pretty flexible. Next, we have Giga Death. An option card that costs 9 to play, it is blue and green, so you need a blue Digimon or Tamer and a green Digimon or Tamer in play, both at the same time to play this card. It says, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon, then place up to 10 of your opponent's suspended Digimon at the bottom of their deck in any order, and then the security effect says, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon, then return one of your opponent's suspended Digimon to the bottom of their deck. This card is insane. It is 9 memory, which puts it on par with some of the most expensive option cards in the game, and it is 2 colours, so you will need both that blue and green Digimon or Tamer in play to even play it. But if you can pull it off, potentially you can put to the bottom of your deck up to 10 of your opponent's Digimon. Now, the color requirement shouldn't be too difficult to meet. There's a blue and green Tamer in this very set. And then between this set, the EXO1 stuff, the upcoming blue and green Imperial Digimon starter deck, we're going to have more than enough blue and green cards that mix together that are going to make it feasible to meet Giga Death's color requirements. At its worst, this card removes one of your opponent's Digimon in a manner that's really hard to interact with. That's kind of the bottom, so long as your opponent has a Digimon on the field. You can suspend it, put it to the bottom of your opponent's deck. Putting something on the bottom of your opponent's deck is very powerful. It can rarely be stopped by effects. It gets around armor purge, decoy, effects like Machine Dramon EXO1 that prevent deletion. 9 memory to remove a Digimon isn't a great rate. You can do it for 8, sometimes even 7. But what will be a fantastic rate is if you can use this to bottom deck 2, 3 or more Digimon. You're going to need to pick your moment because they need to be suspended, but as a one-of in your blue-green deck, this could do work, especially because even out of security, it can bottom deck something and is even a little bit flexible because the Digimon you suspend and the Digimon that you remove don't have to be the same Digimon. Is this card too expensive memory-wise to be worth it? Maybe, because between the 9 memory and the color requirements, it costs a lot to put this card into action, but... At the right moment, it could completely turn a game around, and if you pull off a multiple Digimon removal, it's going to make for a heck of a story. On to the Tamers now. First, we have TK Takaishi. Four to play. Start of your turn. If you have two memory or less, set your memory to three. And then opponent's turn. When one of your opponent's Digimon attacks one of your blue Digimon, you may suspend this Tamer to draw one. Blue gets a new memory Tamer option, and it isn't terrible. Previously, Davis Motor Mia has been the go-to blue memory tamer because it draws you a Digimon on play, or two Digimon if you're in a blue and green multicolor deck and get a bit lucky, but beyond that we've only ever really had BT1 Matt Ashida, whose ability to strip one source per turn when you play a blue Digimon got quickly outclassed by Sora Takanoichi and Joe Kido, who isn't strictly a memory tamer, but it does gain you plenty of memory, providing you're expecting your opponent to hard play Digimon, or you are stripping sources. 
TK should dissuade your opponent from attacking your Digimon, and it's probably going to draw you a couple cards over the course of a game. That might not seem like much, but let's take a look at the math. If TK draws you one card, that's the same as playing Davis in your blue-only deck. If it draws you two cards, that's a successful Davis in a blue and green deck. If your opponent attacks your Digimon on three turns and you draw three cards with TK, that's more cards than Davis, the go-to glute memory tamer. The problem with this is the consistency. TK is very dependent on your opponent attacking your Digimon, while Davis is just going to draw you cards if you flip Digimon in your top three, no questions asked. TK doesn't necessarily replace Davis for that reason, I think, but it could definitely be played alongside Davis, and I think it's going to have its place in blue decks in the future. Finally, for blue, we have Davis Motomiya and Ken Ichijoji. Four to play. It is blue and green. And then at the start of your main phase, if you have blue a blue Digimon in play, gain one memory. If you have a green Digimon in play, gain one memory. Your turn when one of your Digimon digivolves into a Digimon with two or more colors, you may suspend this tamer to unsuspend that Digimon. Uh, speaking of Davis, we have a new version of him, this time alongside Ken Ichijoji. In a multicolor blue and green deck like Imperial Dramon, or just a multicolor deck like Armor, Rush, this is going to be gaining you one or two memory pretty regularly, combined with a memory tamer that's going to put you in a very good position memory-wise. Uh, Davis and Ken also lets you make the most then of that extra memory by allowing you to unsuspend your multicolor Digimon when you Digivolve into one. So this is another card that's only going to get better when that Imperial Digimon starter deck is released, but by itself it allows you to play Giga Death, it unsuspends your Fighter Mode or your Armor Digimon when you Digivolve into them, allowing for a truly absurd number of attacks in one turn. Uh, this is a great new Tamer all round, I think. Now we have the new yellow cards. First up, we have yellow's new level 2, Freemon. Freemon reads, while you have three or more security cards, this Digimon gets plus 1,000 DP. Uh, it's always nice to have variety, but I think Freemon is sadly a little bit outclassed by the other available yellow eggs. It's not bad. It could make a good fifth Digi Egg if it's kind of important to your strategy to have your Digimon be at a higher DP. But in a lot of cases, I would rather reduce an opponent's Digimon by 1,000 than have my opponent, my Digimon, gain 1,000. Up next, we have the level 3s, and first we have Armadillomon. This is another one of those multicolor searches, like Hawkmon and Vmon. It costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve from yellow or blue, 2,000 DP, and it has the similar text of on play, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add one 2-color yellow card among them to your hand, Place the remaining cards to the bottom of your deck in any order. So everything I said about Hawkmon and Vmon applies here, except to say that blue-yellow seems to be a stronger color combo than red-yellow, so I think Armadillomon is slightly stronger than Hawkmon for that reason, but you'll know if you need this card, basically. Next up, we have the level 4s. And Kilomon is first. It costs 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve from yellow or blue, and it has 4,000 DP. It says when you would play this card from your hand, if you have a blue Digimon in play, reduce the play cost of this card by 1. And then its inheritable effect reads, when attacking, if you have a blue Digimon in play, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 3,000 DP 
for the turn. So Ankylamon has similar text to Aquilamon, but for blue Digimon. I think Ankylamon comes out slightly ahead, because blue is a colour that's much more comfortable playing kind of a low-to-the-ground rush strategy than red or yellow. Not to mention Ankylamon's Inheritable is going to help you remove pesky level 3s like your Bokomons and your memory blockers like Gazimon and some of the new level 3s that mess with other stuff that are coming in this set. Overall, I think this is kind of a solid role-playing card in a deck. Next up, we have one of my favorite Digimon, Magnamon. It costs 7 to play, 4 to Digivolve from yellow or blue, has 7,000 DP, and it is yellow and blue, and it reads, Digivolve 3 from Vmon, Blocker, Armor Purge, and when Digivolving, unsuspend this Digimon, and it gets plus 2,000 DP until the end of your opponent's next turn, for each card with armor form in its traits in your trash. So Magnamon, especially in late game, once you've had a chance to get rid of a few armor cards, has the potential to be a very large blocker or attacker, especially because the new armor purge keyword allows you to trash your armor form Digimon to protect them, so it shouldn't be difficult at all to get Magnamon up to 11, 13, even 15,000 DP by the late game. That's going to block any attacker, or it will survive a late game swing into security. And then even if Magnamon is deleted, Armor Purge protects the Digimon beneath it. You're going to want to play Magnamon, I think, alongside a lot of Armored Digimon to make the most of that DP boosting effect. You'll probably want four copies each of Vmon's other armor forms, Flamedramon and Lydramon, to maximize its power, I think. Magnamon is a bit expensive, even if you Digivolve it from a Vmon, but instantly going from level 3 to an impenetrable 13,000 DP blocker is going to be worth the price in most cases. Next we have Rapidmon. 6 to play, 4 to Digivolve from yellow or green, 6,000 DP. It is a level 4 yellow and green Digimon, and it says Digivolve 3 from Terriamon, armor per. When Digivolving, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon for each Tamer you have in play, then up to three of your opponent's suspended Digimon get minus 5,000 DP for the turn. Rapidmon is another strong armored Digimon. It's going to be expensive to Digivolve into, but if you have the memory to do so and then keep control of the turn, it is going to be a game-changing Digimon. Especially in a Tamer-heavy deck, like maybe Yellow Hybrid, Rapidmon is going to come down, suspend your opponent's whole board, then either delete your opponent's Digimon outright or weaken them enough for your Digimon to attack over them. Rapidmon is a great control card. It's going to slot into a lot of decks nicely, even ones that don't have Terriamon, just because of the strength of that removal effect. Moving on to the level 5s now, and first up we have Betsumon. This costs 6 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP, and it reads, When Digivolving, you may trash one card in your hand, to treat this Digimon as also having the color of the trashed card for the turn. Then, if this Digimon has two or more colors, draw two. This card is weird. Not just the graphic design, although the picture is one of the creepiest images I've seen on a Digimon card, but the gameplay design is also very odd. Betsumon is going to change colors depending on the color of the card you trash from your hand with its effect. If the card you trash has one color, Betsumon's going to gain that color. If it has two colors, Betsumon gains both of those colors, and then those are in addition to Betsumon already being a yellow Digimon. Obviously, drawing two is very nice, and Betsumon's mostly going to be used for that. 
This card's especially good in sealed and draft, where you're going to have plenty of different colours of Digimon, so you will almost always be able to trigger that draw too when you need it. Other than that though, I did some digging and it doesn't seem like there's anything too crazy you can do with Betsymon's colour shifting ability. Maybe in future sets it's going to have a use, for now it just feels like an oddball card, but if you have a use for it that you can think of, please let me know. Next level 5 is Shakalmon. This costs 8 to play, 4 to Digivolve from yellow or blue, has 8,000 DP, and is itself a blue and yellow Digimon. It says DNA Digivolution 0 from yellow level 4 plus blue level 4. When Digivolving, if you have 5 or fewer security cards, recover recovery plus 1. Then, when DNA Digivolving, return one of your opponent's Digimon whose level is less than or equal to the number of cards in your security stack to its owner's hand. Then its inheritable reads, when attacking one of your opponent's Digimon, gets minus 3000 DP for the turn. Shakao mod immediately to me feels like a good card. Even paying full memory to Digivolve naturally and get that recovery effect is going to feel fine in a lot of decks. And then you add to that the ability to DNA Digivolve, getting not just the recovery, but also returning an opposing Digimon into hand. Easily up to level 6 with not much setup for zero memory is fantastic. As a blue-yellow Digimon, it slots easily into a number of decks, and like many cards in this set, I find it to be a great role filler or tech card. Moving on to the level 6s, first up we have Cherubimon. It costs 11 to play, 4 to Digivolve from yellow or purple, has 12,000 DP. It says... When you would play this card from your hand, you may delete one of your purple Cherubimon to reduce this card's play cost by 8. Then it has on play when digivolving. For every tamer you have in play, activate the effect below. One of your opponent's Digimon gets security attack minus 2 until the end of your opponent's next turn. This isn't our first yellow Cherubimon, but I think it's definitely the better of the two. Playing it alongside Purple Cherubimon from BT7 is a known brainer. If you have a Purple Cherubimon to delete, which I remind you, you want to do anyway to get Cherubimon's Purple on deletion effect, this level 6 with 12,000 DP will cost you just 3 memory to play. Unfortunately, its on play slash when digivolving effect is a little lackluster. It stores your opponent for a turn if you have enough tamers but doesn't advance your own board state or actually reduce theirs. So you better have a plan B. But this is cool and it's very flavorful. It's just not the strongest thing you could be doing in yellow. Next we have a Zulongmon. Costs 12 to play, 3 to digivolve from yellow or blue. Has 11,000 DP and it says when attacking you may trash the top card of your security stack to gain 2 memory and your turn once per turn when one of your other Digimon Digivolves you may unsuspend it. I like this Azulongmon card a lot, mostly for the art, but it does do a blinding ray effect on every attack which seems like it could be good. Although do keep in mind you don't gain memory here with no security to trash, you need to trash a card to gain that 2 memory. I also like the second effect because I love unsuspending things. I like the idea of attacking with a jamming Digimon, surviving the security check, then Digivolving over it and unsuspending it with the Zulongmon's effect to keep it safe on your turn. I think this is an interesting card and it has some great art. Moving on to the yellow options, first is Disaster Blaster. 3 to play and it says one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 3000 DP for the turn. Then if you have a Digimon with 2 or more colours, or with 2 or more colours in one of its Digivolution cards, 
One of your opponents, Digimon, gets minus 6,000 DP for the turn instead. Disaster Blaster feels like an option card designed for sealed and draft. Three memory to remove a level four isn't terrible in those formats where you're going to take any removal that you can get, but you don't want to spend a card on such a small effect in constructed formats. I'd rather have a Wyvern's Breath and spend the extra memory to delete a level six Digimon or a Spiral Masquerade in a go-wide deck, to be honest. Next is Plasma Shot, 4 to play. It says, while you have a Digimon with armor form in its traits in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. It says, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 4,000 DP for the turn, and all of your opponent's Digimon get one, minus 1,000 DP for the turn for each card with armor form in its traits in your trash. This is also a fun card in Limited because it's really splashable, because having armor forms let you use it without matching colors, and I have definitely wiped an opponent's board with this card in Sealed, and it felt good. I didn't think this card did quite enough outside of Sealed and Limited formats to be worth the include, but since deciding that, I've actually had a chance to play with it in an armor form deck, and I think it actually does do some stuff because that extra minus 1000 DP for having cards with armor form in their traits in your trash is going to stack on top of the Digimon that you give minus 4000 DP. So you can get rid of something with six, seven, potentially even 8000 DP with that. And then you're also giving minus 4000 to everything else on the board in that case. So this has real board white potential. Um, I like it a lot. I think it works in a specific armor form deck. And I take back what I originally wrote about it which I am disagreeing with myself now as I read this. Take that past me. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you tell it's late? Next, we have Cody Heater, the first of the new Yellow Tamers. He costs three to play, and it says, start of your main phase. If you have Yellow Digimon in play, gain one memory, and then your turn when one of your Digimon with two or more colors attacks, you may suspend this Tamer to give one of your opponent's Digimon minus 2,000 DP for the turn. I love Cody. Love it. It's a cheapish tamer for your yellow hybrid and shine greymon strategies. It's going to gain you memory with consistency, and it has a secondary effect that in the right circumstances is going to either help you get rid of those pesky ongoing effect level 3s, or attack over one of your opponent's more powerful Digimon. This is an awesome card, and I like it a lot. And then next we have Kari Kamiya. 4 to play. Start of your turn. If you have 2 memory or less, Set your memory to 3. And then your turn, when a card is added to your security stack, you may suspend this tamer to gain 1 memory. Yellow has made out like a bandit in the tamer category in this set, and Kari gives us our second ever yellow memory tamer. Uh, it pairs very well with any effects that give incidental recovery. I'm picturing a yellow hybrid situation where you digivolve from a tamer to a hybrid for 0 memory thanks to Bokomon, up to Jet Silphimon for 1 recover, gain the memory right back. It also pairs really well with effects like TK Takaishi and Zoe, which add a card to your security after removing one. I don't know if you play Kari over TK because the draw on TK is so nice, but if you have the space in your deck, you are probably playing both. And it's just nice to have another option. And with that, we come to the end of this first part of our set review. I hope you enjoyed this look at the new cards coming in BT8 New Awakening. I certainly did. There's a lot to get excited about here. Join us next week when we take a look at the new green, black, purple, and white cards that are coming in this set. Now, you have well and truly heard enough from me. Now, I would like to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is... 
Which two color combination is your favorite? Which combo of two colors is your favorite? If you have an answer to this listener question, or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. You can tweet at me at Connor EFMG, or you can join at Discord. Links to all of that are going to be in the show notes, and I am always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes of this show come out each and every week, so please make sure you're following us on your podcast service of choice so that you can stay up to date. And if your podcast service of choice lets you, please rate and review the show because it really helps people who would like this show to find us and really helps the show out a lot. All right, thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. Logging out.